What's up, maniacs? My name is Sky Menhart, and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. My goal with this podcast is to decrease the stigma surrounding mental health and to help people who are dealing with bipolar disorder or other mental issues. I am not a licensed professional. I'm just someone who deals with mental illness every day. Please check with your healthcare provider before making any significant changes to your routine. Welcome, everyone. I just want to say a special welcome to my new listeners, to my constant listeners, to my semi-constant listeners. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you all are doing well. I am having a good week so far. It's only Tuesday as I record this, so we'll see how things go, but I'm feeling better. I know last week I was feeling a little depressed, and this week I am still here with a little depression, but you know what? I am pulling through, I am making the right choices, and I feel pretty good today. So I hope you are doing well wherever you are in whatever part of the world. I just want to say welcome to the show. I also want to remind you all that I am on Instagram at Manic State of Mind Podcast. If you have any questions for me, I can answer them on Instagram. If you have any ideas for shows, I'm open to answering those on Instagram as well. And if you like what you hear today, please leave a rating and a review depending on which platform you are on. I know this can differ, but it really does help me with my show and it helps get it out there to more people. So I would appreciate if you did that, if you enjoy the show. And I also am opening to answer, I am opening my email to answer questions on on the show. So if you're interested, if you have a question that you'd like me to answer about bipolar, about whatever it may be, uh, feel free to email me at manicstateofmindpodcast.gmail.com. I will leave that email in the description box below, so if you do have a question for later, you can hit that up and let me know. So anyway, welcome to today's show. Today I wanted to speak about something, something that is a little dark. But before we begin, before we jump in, I just want to say... I just want to give a little update on how I'm doing. I know I did, you know, last week I was feeling a little seasonally depressed and this week I am still feeling that way. Um, This is normal for me, you know, January and February are pretty depressing months in regards to my mental health. And so I'm just trying to pull through, but I'm really excited about today's episode because I put a lot of time into it and I'm excited to talk about this part of bipolar disorder. So if you do have bipolar, depending on what type, this may or may not apply to you, but I feel like if you're someone who has a friend or family member that has bipolar disorder, this episode could be really helpful, especially if you're trying to understand what they go through and how to help them when they're going through certain things. So I just want to give a brief explanation of my journey with bipolar disorder just for my new listeners. So I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 17, which is about five or uh, almost five years ago. And I've been struggling with it ever since. I have been on a long journey with medication, but finally I have found the right meds for me, at least for now, you know. And I have found a lot of hope just sharing my story and helping other people find their voice and helping other people feel comfortable with themselves. So if you are interested in hearing about my journey and learning something about bipolar disorder today, then please stick around for this episode. I think you'd really like it. So before we get in, I would like to also mention the two types of bipolar disorder, type 1 and type 2. So type 1 deals with pure mania and depression, and type 2 deals with hypomania and depression. If you're interested in learning more about mania, I do discuss my first manic episode in the very first episode of this podcast. I also discuss hypomania in episode 15, 
and I discussed seasonal depression in last week's episode, which I believe is episode 27. So if you're interested in hearing more about the different types of bipolar, I do cover this a lot in previous episodes of the podcast, and they're pretty basic by title, so you could easily find whatever you're looking for in regards to the basics of bipolar disorder. I just can't remember that episode off the top of my head. So anyway, type 1 and type 2. Type 1 deals with pure mania and depression. Type 2 deals with hypomania and depression. So uh, today we're mainly speaking about the mania side. We're speaking about the pure mania within bipolar disorder, and I wanted to talk about the different types. Bipolar disorder is something, it is a disease that deals with polarity. You know, it's right in the name, bipolar. There are two poles you know, the mania and the depression. But within mania and depression, there are different types. And today we're speaking about mania. So we're talking about the different types of mania. And mainly we're talking about dysphoric mania. But before we we get in, we have to discuss the two different types of mania that most people experience when they're having a manic episode. So euphoric mania is generally the first type of mania people feel. This is just going off of my experience. Whenever I'm becoming manic, I'm usually euphoric manic first. And this is often accompanied by grandiosity, inflated self-esteem, hyper-productivity, and feeling like you are on top of the world. When you're euphoric manic, you often take risky behaviors, you know, you overspend, you overconsume drugs or alcohol, you take risky sexual behaviors, or you get invested in stupid business ideas. I say stupid because that's the best word I can think of for this. I'm sorry. Um, I just hate to say it, but it's true. So a lot of times with you with euphoric mania, this is kind of the elusive part of manic depression because this mania makes you feel happy being manic. It makes you feel excited to be manic because this is a pleasant feeling. You're on top of the world. You feel invincible. You don't need sleep. You don't need food. You don't need water. You feel like you're this superhuman. And it can be really enticing. It can be really... Uh, yeah, it can be really enticing and really tempting to get into this kind of mania because... There is this like indestructible feeling that comes with euphoric mania and it's right in the title euphoria baby euphoria. And so this part of mania is extremely enticing, it's extremely inviting. Especially when you've been depressed for a while and you think, wow, feeling like everything is perfect would really be a nice change from this depression. Um, So the next part of mania is dysphoric mania. Now, I want to make clear that everybody experiences their mania differently and everybody experiences different parts of mania at different times. Oftentimes with bipolar disorder, you're experiencing multiple types of mania at once. So just remember that it's going to look different for everyone and my journey might not be the same as your journey. But dysphoric mania is increased energy and activity, but your mood is extremely irritable. You feel really agitated. You feel really restless. This is sometimes when you get into this, you know, people who have shaky leg syndrome, this is that kind of energy. Like you just feel restless. You feel like you can't, you can't contain yourself. You're just having a hard time. And you might have similar symptoms to euphoric mania, like rapid speech and less need for sleep, you know, feeling sort of inflated in a way. But with this type of mania, you're more prone to destructive behaviors that are totally outside of your normal character. So these are things that are bad, like damaging things, things that can damage your reputation, 
things that are really regrettable. This is kind of the dysphoric mania makes this kind of stuff happen. And a lot of times when people are manic, they're having euphoric and dysphoric mania all at once within one episode. So this is kind of what a mixed episode is like. And I discuss more of this mixed states and mixed yeah, mixed states in episode 24. So if you're interested in learning about mixed states and mixed episodes, check out episode 24 um, because I speak about that in more detail. But a lot of times with bipolar disorder, your mood cycle is extremely intense, especially when you're manic and you're feeling so many things at once and it's really difficult to deal with. I really want to emphasize how difficult it is to go through mania. I think people, you know, the media kind of portrays people with who are manic in a certain way, in, in a negative way, in an unrealistic way. And I think we kind of, and at least in my mind, you know, I've, I've sometimes I, I've romanticized bipolar disorder and I romanticize the mania. Like, oh, I'm this tortured soul and I just need to express myself and release the artist within and oh, like I have bipolar. And I think it's easy to fall into that trap, especially when you have bipolar disorder, because if you're prone to becoming manic, you do have that inflated sense of self. You have that inflated self-esteem. And so it can be easy to think you're this brilliant, tortured soul who, who's just, you know, at the mercy of your moods, your wild moods. It's really easy to romanticize it. But I want to emphasize how difficult it is to go through mania. It is not fun. It is extremely stressful because you can't sleep. And so you're not getting the rest you need, but you feel exhausted because your moods are just going up and down in this vicious cycle. But you have no rest. You have no relaxation. Your body is extremely tense and everything you're feeling is so intense. It's so difficult to go through. So for me, mania especially dysphoric mania is the hardest part about having manic depression. This is the hardest part. And I don't want to get into too much detail just because it's super personal. Um, Just some of the horrible experiences I've had when I was manic and when I was dysphoric manic. Um, But it's just things you do things that you it's that make it hard to forgive yourself for. You can get involved with the wrong people. You can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. It can be really difficult to experience this. And I just want people to understand what dysphoria is so that when people they love do things that are outside of their normal character, they they can have a greater understanding of why this may be happening and they can forgive these people. Um, and one thing I just never realized until after my first episode with bipolar disorder, after my first manic episode, I never realized the shame that comes with bipolar disorder, you know? A lot of times when you're manic, you do these outrageous things. And I've spoke, I've spoken, I've spoke about this in a previous episode, episode 28. I'm plugging my episodes today, people. If you're interested in hearing some stupid things I've done while manic, check out episode 28. It's a pretty funny episode. Um, it's a little more lighthearted than this. So maybe you can listen to it afterwards just to get your laugh on. Uh, but yeah, when you become manic, you do things that you would not normally do as a regular person. And so I want people to understand how much regret you go through. Like, and it could be even something simple. Like maybe you became manic and you were really irritable and you you said something mean to someone you love. And then you have to deal with that regret and that shame and that sadness. And it can be really hard to forgive yourself for these things you do when you're manic. And this is something I I want to speak about, you know, 
where do we draw the line? Like where, where do ourselves begin and our disease ends? This is something I'm constantly trying to understand within myself. Like at what point do I have to take accountability for my actions and not blame it on my disease? And I try, I do take accountability for my actions. You know, I, I take responsibility even for the stuff I did while manic, while I was totally manic and, and psychotic, you know, I try to take responsibility for that. And, and take accountability and say, yes, I had some part to play in this. Um, but it's really also important at the same time to be able to forgive yourself. And we're going to get more into that at the end of this episode. But I just want to speak more about dysphoric mania. So everyone experiences mania differently. I've known people who can't remember what they've done while manic. It's almost as if they black out and wake up later not knowing what happened you know they have no recollection now for me I know everybody's different for me I remember everything that happens when I'm manic I am totally aware I'm aware that I'm manic I'm aware that I'm psychotic but I'm also aware that I am totally out of control and so it's an extremely difficult thing to go through because I it's like I can see these horrible things happening but I have no way to like my frontal lobe has completely shut off and I have no way to control myself. So it's really difficult. And in the future, I want to speak about my last manic episode, uh, but I don't really want to go into too many details, but it is extremely difficult to to control yourself when you're manic. It's a very strange, strange feeling, especially, you know, I'm just speaking from my experience because I know I'm out of control, but I also know that I can't really do anything to stop myself. And so it's really, really difficult to go through because it's just like, it's just like one of the worst feelings. And so when I've done regrettable things while manic, unfortunately for me, I guess, I remember them and I can remember what that felt like. And it's really hard. It's something I really struggle with because I'm constantly like replaying these negative things that I've done and there's nothing I can do to change that. And there's nothing, it's just difficult for me to cope with that. Um, so that's why I want to emphasize if you are somebody who's aware of of what's going on when you're manic, it can be really difficult to deal with that. And I know everyone is different. Everybody has a different experience. So this is just what I've gone through. Um, and I often question my own motives and my morality and wonder if I'm just this horrible person underneath and really like my true self is when I'm manic and that's who I really am. And I think that can be a little dangerous to think about, you know, but it's important to think about this stuff. Like, are you the person you are when you're manic? Are you the person you are when you're depressed? Or is it somewhere in between? How do you find your true self? And how do you make amends for what you've done? This is something that I like to think about. Not because I want to torture myself and be full of regret, but I just want to understand the lines and the boundaries within myself and what I believe to be true about myself. You know, I think that you're not the person you are when you're manic. You're not the person you are when you're depressed because who you are is more than your disease. And this is what's important to remember, especially with dysphoric mania. It can be really damaging. It can really be a dark and scary time. It can really be a horrible experience. But you have to remember that your true self is not bipolar disorder. It's not your mania. It's not your depression. It's not your hypomania. It's who you are on a good day. It's who you really are. This is why it is kind of important to get to know yourself especially when dealing with a mental illness, because 
unfortunately, mental illness can fog our vision, it can cloud things, it can misconstrue our realities and make us think that we are something that we're not. But what you have to do is remove yourself from the stigma, remove yourself from the label of mental illness and look at yourself as a person. Look at who you are. Look at how you feel. Look at what you like. And just try to find your true self and forgive yourself for the things you've done that you regret. So these questions that I mentioned, you know, how do you find your true self and make amends for what you've done? Are you the person you are when you're manic? These are things that you need to ask yourself if you're dealing with bipolar disorder, even if you can't remember what you've done while manic. It can be extremely scary to go through mania. I mean, it is extremely scary. There's no way around that. It's always scary to go through mania, but it's really important to give yourself grace afterwards. This is something that I found to be essential to my mental health, especially when dealing with dysphoric mania because it can be so damaging and so discouraging and because it kind of makes you doubt your own, it just makes you doubt yourself. Like it makes you feel like you're this really horrible person and that you're unforgivable, but really what you have to do is forgive yourself. This is something that I have to practice every day. Sometimes when I'm manic, I lash out at someone I love or I do something I regret. And it is easy to allow these low moments in mental illness to be defining points of your character. But is that the healthiest way to look at it? I just want to ask you these questions. Is there a dimension where you can forgive yourself and move forward? Is there a reality where you can learn from your mistakes and protect yourself from doing similar things in the future? I believe there is. I am just beginning my journey of self-forgiveness, but I believe that accepting and forgiving yourself is essential when dealing with mental illness. It is very important not to let your mental illness define you. Find define you, sorry. Finding balance is essential. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who look at me and just label me as this crazy girl or whatever they say. I don't really care. But I just want there to be a space where forgiveness of self is allowed and where people who struggle with mental illness have room to grow and improve. I think it can be extremely damaging to define people by the things they've done while manic. There's no way to stop this from happening. You know, other people always have the free will to judge however they want. But the most important thing is to not place these judgments on yourself. As long as you're not spiraling in shame and beating yourself up, there's room for improvement. And even if you are spiraling in shame, there's room for improvement. You can improve your feelings. Because what shame does is it just, it's, it halts all the growth in your life. It reminds you of your failures and your mistakes. And it keeps you from seeing hope and beauty in life. So when you're bouncing back from a manic episode or a depressive episode or an anxiety attack, you have the choice to feel ashamed of yourself or to accept yourself and move forward. Because truly, mental illness is just a part of who you are. It is not your definition. It is not the defining factor of your character. You are so much more than your mental illness. And the more, I, the more I go on my journey, the further I go down this road of mental health, the more I realize that I just have to let go of labels as much as possible. And I just have to accept all of myself, all of the parts I don't like, the parts that aren't perfect. 
you know, but I'm not going to define myself by these perceived flaws. I'm just going to keep moving forward and accepting myself no matter what. I think it is crucial to come to this place within your mental health journey just in order to move forward. I believe that you have to come to this point because if you keep going down the same roads and experiencing the same things and feeling this cycle of shame and regret and choosing to define yourself by your mental illness, choosing to label yourself in that way, not giving yourself room for growth, then it's going to be really hard for you to improve. And I just want people to understand that. But I also want people to know that there are benefits of having mental illness, of having bipolar disorder. I speak about this more in episode three if you're interested. I just want to encourage everyone to just Google a few artists or a few people you admire who have bipolar disorder and you'll find so many people who struggle with this mental illness. So there is hope. Even though we deal with major shifts in moods and discouraging situations, there's hope for everyone. It's important to know what you're dealing with in regards to your mental health. It's important to be aware of your diagnosis. It's important to stay on top of things and keep talking to your healthcare providers and talk to your therapist, have a support system. And it's important to become aware of the reasons you do certain things or the reasons you feel certain ways. But I don't want anyone to be labeled and to be weighed down by the label of bipolar, depression, or anxiety, whatever that label may be, do not allow it to define you. Do not allow your diagnosis to define you. You have to transcend and you have to choose to overcome and choose to believe in yourself no matter what. Accepting yourself is a journey. This is something I've had to do a lot and it's very it can be really difficult at first because you know society tells us we have to be one thing and people are going to judge you people are going to you know say mean insensitive things to you but you still have to make that choice to love yourself and to accept yourself even though you have a mental illness and i just want people to know there are so many people out there who struggle with this you are not alone and it's going to be okay no matter what So I just want to leave you all with that encouraging note. Yes, dysphoric mania can be really discouraging. It can bring a lot of darkness and heaviness into our lives. It can make us feel shame and regret. But we do not have to define ourselves by these moments, okay? If you can take a step back and try to look at everything within the context of your life, look back on your life and just see it like a timeline. Try to understand why things happened the way they did. I know making sense of mental illness can sometimes feel impossible because we don't understand why we have it. We don't understand, you know, what caused what caused this? Is this just genetics? Is this my environment? Why what's wrong with me? And it's really easy to kind of look at ourselves under a microscope and just pick ourselves apart and try to define every single experience we've ever gone through. But this is just not healthy behavior. It's really important to continually practice self-acceptance and self-love. And I think acceptance comes before love because in order to love, you have to accept. You have to accept the good and the bad. You have to accept the mania and the depression, the anxiety, the OCD, whatever you may struggle with. You have to accept it, but you have to find a way to embrace it 
and to love yourself. And you don't have to love yourself because you have mental illness, but just love who you are as a multidimensional person who is more than a diagnosis, who is more than this label, who is more than this disease they have. You have so many different parts about you that are wonderful and unique. Focus on the parts about yourself that you love. Nurture those parts. Grow within yourself and give yourself the time and space you need to heal. That is all I have for you all today. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you like what you heard, please leave me a rating. Leave me a review. Uh, Five star me, baby. And make sure to subscribe, follow whichever platform you're on. I'm available on a lot of platforms, Google, Apple, Spotify, Bullhorn, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Um, I can't think of any more. But anyway, if you really like what you heard, please um, thank you so much for listening and please leave me a rating or review. You can find me on Instagram at Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram. You can email me with a question or concern at Manic State of Mind Podcast at gmail.com. I would be, I would love to answer these questions on the show. Basically, I would love to have a segment where I answer questions on the show. So if you have a question for me, hit me up, baby. You know how to do it. Um, Anyway, thank you all so much for listening and I will see you next week.